welcome to the Locking Castle Church podcast. This Sunday morning teaching was given as part of the Life on the Frontline series. This is the um, last in our series on the Frontline. We have discovered where our Frontline is, how we can be lovers of Jesus there, and how we can help those around us by what we say and do. We've been commissioned to do this with the support of one another. We'll now be thinking what our commitment and what this fully means. Firstly, I want to take you back to the reading. We heard how Peter and John came out of prison. They prayed together with others. The building shook. They were filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. To me... This passage seems completely underplayed. The place shook and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. It says the place where they were gathered shook. This wasn't an earthquake, as it wasn't happening everywhere else. It only happened in that place. So let's just think on that. If this church were to shake with the Spirit of God right now, how would you feel? The people must have had some emotion. God's presence was felt by all, not each person feeling it separately, some feeling a little tingly, or some with goosebumps, or some having that feeling of peace. His spirit moved in there so much, it shook the building, making this a joint experience, a joint encounter with the Holy Spirit. That in itself, must have been overwhelming. It says next, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Just one sentence. But Hainimus here would find this an exciting, amazing, a longed-for experience. I'm not sure I could sum up that feeling in a short sentence. To be filled with the Holy Spirit must surely be another overwhelming, astounding, exquisite and powerful experience. And it says, they spoke the word of God boldly. It doesn't just happen in this passage. In Acts 9, verses 28, it says, soul speaks boldly in the name of Jesus. This is something for me to aspire to, to go and speak boldly of God, to have that courage, to be daring, to speak the word of God brazenly to people I don't know. The people in the supermarket, people on the next table in a cafe, or anyone who strikes up a conversation with me. But Peter and John did. And they did it because they were filled with the Holy Spirit. They also prayed together first with other Christians. The prayer was one of commitment. They asked deliberately, in verses 29 and 30. Enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant Jesus. They prayed for that gift and it was given. And I've been thinking a lot about commitment. Only last weekend saw myself, Mark and Arthur go to three services which were all about commitment. It started with a wedding, a huge commitment between two people. 
The couple stood at the front of the church, which was full of their family and friends, their front line, and made a commitment to one another through vows and giving of rings as this promise. But it wasn't just witnessed by said family and friends, but also by God. The commitment they took was in his presence, bringing him into their marriage. In fact, the vows do state, in the presence of God, I make this vow. The vicar said there should be three people in every marriage, the couple and God. We were then blessed to be invited to Jackie Kerbutnell's ordination in Wales, where Jackie and ten others became deacons in the Church of England. They promised to be faithful servants to God throughout all aspects of their life. They committed their lives to God. And finally, we attended Tom's licensing at his new church in Bath, where Tom himself made his commitment to serve God, his new church, and his parishioners. So what does it mean to commit yourself to your front line? Don't worry, you don't have to be ordained to do it. In fact, Peter and John were both ordinary men. They had no religious training. They just knew because of the things they had seen Jesus do, the things they had been part of with Jesus, that this was their way forward and the only way they could go. Jesus spoke of commitment to God in Matthew 22, verses 37 to 38. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. When we commit ourselves to God, we become his disciples. Our front line, the people who are all around us, who see us acting differently to them, will ask questions. Questions could lead to an invitation to church which hopefully leads to them making commitments of their own. So surely our commitment to God leads to more disciples, more people we know, more of our loved ones, knowing what it's like to be loved, healed and held by God. Proverbs 16.3 says, Commitment to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. Total commitment to God means that Jesus is our sole authority, our guiding light. Being committed to Christ means being fruitful. It means being a servant. Paul said in Galatians 2.20, I've been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. But what stops us committing to anything? It could be fear of the unknown, not liking or not wanting change, or lack of trust, or lack of knowledge. You might always have been loyal to one brand of soap powder all your life. You go to the supermarket, but they haven't got any. Are you the sort of person that thinks, oh well, I'll give something else a go? Or do you go around to a different supermarket to find it? This fear of change might mean we're missing out on something better might be a fresher scent. The lack of knowledge about washing powder brands might mean you miss out on something that gets your whites whiter. A lack of trust in other powder 
may mean you miss out the perfect thing for you. But by promising to commit to God, being at your front line with you means you don't have to look for something better. God wants you to walk in the path he has for you as it is right for you. Fear of change? Give it to God. He takes it away. Lack of knowledge? God will help you discern the Bible. Lack of trust? You can wholly trust God. Psalm 9, verses 10. Those who know your name trust in you. For you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. But how can we do it? How can we personally commit? As with our relationship with God, with each person's commitments will be different. But we already commit to so much in our lives. When we go to work, we make a commitment to work hard and do our best. Our employer commits to paying us. We commit to taking our children to school and the teachers commit sorry, commit to caring and for educating our children. With both these samples, examples, there is more than one person involved. It is a partnership. It is a relationship. So when we commit ourselves to our front line, we are promising ourselves to God to work in his name, with his help, and with his security. Of course, there were 12 people in the Bible who fully committed their whole lives to God, the disciples. But they weren't perfect, they made mistakes, but they were chosen by God. They were given the gift of the Holy Spirit to go and tell people, speaking boldly, eagerly, courageously and without fear of God and Jesus. Now they could do this because of God, Jesus and the Holy Spirit and the trust they had in being in relationship with them. Now, while looking for other people's ideas of commitment, I read an article about five, success, five things successful people commit to. This could also transfer to how we carry out life on our front line. Number one, be persistent. We should persistently pray keeping our relationship with God going. Keep praying before we get to our front line. Keep praying once we're there. Last week, Sam told us how he prays before work and before meetings. He has committed to his front line in such a prayerful way. Number two, hang out with the right people. Come here on a Sunday, go to life groups, chat to other Christians and support one another love one another. Number three, do the work. Once on our front lines, be different, stand out, ask those questions, answer those questions, be a Christian in a non-Christian community. Number four, be self-aware. This doesn't mean be selfish and put yourself first, but be aware of your actions. Be aware of where you are and how you respond to those around you. Number five, learn constantly. Read the Bible, chat to God and ask for understanding of scripture. And if somebody asks you a question that you can't answer straight away, tell them that you don't know, 
but you will find out every day is a school day. Commitment is trust. Knowing and trusting that God is with us in our everyday, on our front lines, wanting what is good for us, means that we should step out in that faith, in that trust, and bring God with us to work, to play, to school, to the supermarket, to our meetings, wherever you have identified your front line, and speak boldly of what God has done for us and what God can do for everyone. We also need to commit to each other, to share our stories from our front line, to lift each other up, especially when lives outside of the church can be so different and we can feel as if we are alone in our beliefs. We are not. God is always there. Now we as a church, and the church being all of us, not the building, we are all here for each other. Life can be fast, messy, and get in the way, but having support from people that you trust will make things easier. We can pray with each other. Why don't we make it a commitment to pray for one person in this church that you know is struggling, and then see what happens in their life, because prayer is powerful. So if you want to make that commitment today, so commit to taking God with you to your front line. Or if you want to commit yourself to God, that first step in getting to know him, please come forward for prayer. We have a prayer ministry team here, they'll be here after the service. They'd love to pray for you and with you. But let's pray now. Lord, we bring to you our unbelief that you may give us faith, our self-reliance that we may learn to trust, our self-satisfaction that we may be changed, our weakness that we can be made strong, our emptiness in order to be filled, our trust that we might be sent, our love that you might commission us to serve. We bring you our lives and make our commitment. We ask you for your presence and to be filled with your spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to find out more about Locking Castle Church, please visit our website at lockingcastlechurch.org.